This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, December 9th, 2018. Christmas road trip, along for the ride. Along for the ride. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to uh, week two of uh, Advent 2018 here at Connection. Advent is a church season in which we prepare for the coming of the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Theme of our Advent, of this Advent here at Connection is uh, Christmas Road Trip. And our focus this morning is along for the ride. Good morning, Connection. We're so glad that you're joining us here at 100 West Green Street. And those of you who are joining us on Facebook Live, thanks for hanging in there with us. We're so glad that we're all here together today. You know, there are people joining us all across the country right now. And so we are one big body of Christ. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? God, thank you so much for today. It's no accident that any one of us are, are here with you or joining us online. God, you have a message for each one of us. Settle us in. Help us experience your scripture, your word, in a, a very real way. Speak to us once more your message. And we pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody agreed and said, amen. Amen. So when I was a kid, we went on vacation just about every summer for a week or so. My mother, father, and my two sisters and I. For the most part, these, uh, these vacations were family road trips, you know, where you have an ultimate destination and you travel like three or 400 miles a day in the car, stopping for gas and and meals and for points of interest along the way and you know and you get to a motel each night along the way over the years covered a lot of ground east of the mississippi and thinking back though my sisters and i didn't have a whole lot to say about the trip in other words we enjoyed it where we went i learned a lot and all that kind of stuff but didn't have a whole lot of say in our destination or how we got there not a whole lot of say as to where we were going to eat our meals not a whole lot of say where we stopped for the night. You know, when we were on those family road trip vacations, my sister and I were literally along for the ride. Along for the ride. That's an expression that liter literally means what Alan just described, but it's also used figuratively. So I'm along for the ride. It means maybe I'll just go with the flow. I don't necessarily have a strong opinion about this or that. So I'm just... I'm just going. I'm not confined to one thing or another. And sometimes being along for the ride is, is by choice or by circumstance. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But it's like being a passenger and you're just okay with it. You're along for the ride. And I think all of us have been along for the ride this is one point or another, either through choice or circumstance. And you know, the thing is, when you're along for the ride, sometimes you end up in some unexpected places, some good and some not so good. Because, um, you know, when someone else is in charge, when you're the passenger and the driver's making the choices, calling the shots, when you're not involved in the planning or the outcome, yeah, you, that ride can get pretty interesting sometimes, can't it? Yeah. 
Now on that first Christmas road trip over 2,000 years ago, Mary found herself along for the ride. As we said, sometimes it's by choice and sometimes it's by circumstance. And for Mary, it was absolutely by circumstance. Check this out. We're reading um, Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through, 20, through 34. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. He came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? Okay, so Elizabeth was a relative of Mary's, uh, they say a cousin, some semblance of a, maybe not have been a first cousin, but some kind of a cousin. And this cousin and her husband, Zechariah, who, by the way, was a priest in the temple, were, they were godly people, but even so, their prayers for children had gone unanswered. Or at this point, the answer had been no. Um, she was what they refer to in the Bible as barren at this point in, li in her life. Much later in life, when they were well up in years, the angel Gabriel visited Zach and, and caused him great fear. And, uh, and uh, the angel told him to not be afraid that his prayer had been heard and his wife would bear him a son. And this son be named John. We know him as John the Baptist. He would prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. And, and Zach wondered how this would be. As he and his wife were, well, they were both very old. And the angel told him that the angel was a messenger of God, sent to tell him this good news. And then he went on to say because of Zach's lack of faith, because he wondered how this could be, Zachariah would be muted. He would not be able to speak until this child entered the world. <laughs> in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent that same angel to visit Mary. Mary the Virgin Mary, and she lived in Nazareth in Galilee, and she was engaged to a guy named Joseph. Joseph was a descendant of the King of David from long before, and the angel greeted Mary by saying, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. Now let me ask y'all, have you ever had an angel say, greetings, favored one. Wow. Not to say that that can't happen, but when you hear or see an angel visit you and say, greetings, favored one, something really big is on the horizon. <laughs> like something mega big, God has huge plans for you, so be on high alert. Mm. Now, in Mary's case... She was frightened when this happened, uh, you think? 
I mean, they figure this girl, Mary, was, what, 12, 13, maybe 14 years old. She's still in middle school, for crying out loud. Come on. And, and this angel, Gabriel, well, you know, these angels aren't like we portray them in our little Christmas pageants a lot of times at church, you know, the little blondie heads with little uh, white drapes with the gold tinsel halo. You know what I'm talking about, right? These angels are terrifying. Gabriel was terrifying, his appearance. We go back to the Old Testament, Daniel, God-fearing man, strong God-fearing man. Daniel, it tells us, fell on his face at the sight of Gabriel. When Gabriel appeared to uh, Zechariah that we just talked about, uh, telling him about his wife would be pregnant, Scripture tells us that he was startled and gripped with fear. These are grown men, God-fearing grown men. No wonder this young girl was frightened. But just as the angel had told Zach earlier not to be afraid, he shared the same words of encouragement with Mary. Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Finding favor with God. I, I kind of like the sound of that. Finding favor. I've, I've prayed that for myself. I've prayed that for many of you. But I was a little curious beyond my normal curious yesterday, and I did a little bit of looking around about the definition for finding favor, and I came upon something quite interesting. One source said, find, said that favor is best described as demonstrated delight. Demonstrated delight that the Lord is in accord with the individual and shows loving kindness or demonstrated delight toward them. Tangible evidence of God's approval. And then I was digging a little deeper, and another source said that we can seek God's favor. We can seek God's favor. In fact, we should seek God's favor. But we seek God's favor by seeking righteousness, right living, that our lives would be a demonstration of God's loving kindness in our lives, that the Bible would be our plumb line, would be how we align our lives. So that's seeking righteousness. This is something that we, we need to pursue as those who follow Jesus. So seeking righteousness is a way to gain favor. Also, being humble, humility, not pumped up in oneself, but giving God the credit, God the honor, God the glory. Not like, I'm not successful because of me or you. You know, it's all about God. Everything we do and say should in some way point to God. That's living in humility. And so, wow, righteous living and humility, I would say that that describes Mary. And so God's favor, God's tangible approval of her, the favor was that she would conceive and give birth to a son, and his name would be Jesus. And this son would be great and would be the son of the Most High and sit on David's throne, would reign over Jacob's descendants. Forever, 
forever. And so in response to all this, think about this. Mary simply asks, how can this be since I am a virgin? How can this be since I am a virgin? It's a good question, don't you think? In fact, it's a very good question. I mean, Mary's had seventh grade bio. She understands how these things work, and she can't understand how this is going to work. Go on with Luke 1, 35 through 37. The angel said to her, the Holy Spirit, the angel is going to explain to her how it's going to work. He said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be, say it with me, holy. He'll be called the Son of God, and now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren. And say that last line. For nothing, nothing will be, will be impossible, impossible with, with God. God. We talk about that here a lot, don't we? With God, all things are? Possible. All things are possible. Amen, amen. And so through the power of the Most High, the Holy Spirit, this young girl would become pregnant, carrying and giving birth to the Son of God. Now, Mary lived in a culture that it was looked negatively upon if you were pregnant out of wedlock. It's a very different culture than today. And so there was even a chance that as this unfolded that she could be stoned to death. Can you even imagine the challenge that Mary had with this news? I mean, she got the visit from the angel, so she knew her story, but we don't read where the rest of the town got the visit. We don't read that her parents got visited. So can you imagine the conversations, the gossip? Can you imagine what that felt like for Mary and her family as this story unfolded? Were they skeptical? Were they supportive? What was it like for Mary? Hmm. And the really challenging part here is the Lord wasn't giving Mary a choice, was he? The angel never said, hey, Mary, have I got an opportunity for you? <laughs> Would you like to take advantage of it? That's not how it was worded, was it? It was presented as something that was definitely going to happen. Here's what it said. You will conceive. Not you might, you could, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus, the Holy Spirit, will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Statements, not questions. Mary was told she it was going to happen. <laughs> no questions asked. <laughs> and then Mary responded, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. And then the angel departed from her. And so a Mary goes along for the ride, doesn't she? She goes along for the ride. Not kicking and screaming. Not with an attitude or even reluctance. Initially she asked how this was going to happen. Once told, she accepted what God had in store for her. In fact, she opens herself up completely to God. Here am I, the servant of the Lord, she says. Let it be with me according to your word. Wow. 
completely open to uh, fulfilling the mission God has called her to, the, the mission God has thrust upon her. All in. All in. E even though she wasn't given a choice, she's fully on board with God's call here. And so Mary isn't just along for the ride. She's, she's ready to participate fully in this great adventure that God has shared with her. When God started my road trip from being a nurse to a pastor, I was not along for the ride. I was not on board. And I ignored it, and I pretended it wasn't there, and I'm not even sure that a personal visit for Gab from Gabriel would have changed my mind. You see, I was a nurse thriving with three little girls, and felt like I was living out my calling. Knowing though deep down inside that I was not submitted to the Lord. And so after a decade, a decade, I finally opened myself up enough to take one step and then another step and then another step and finally embraced the great adventure that God had in store. You know, a very interesting caveat of all this is that we had desperately wanted a fourth child. And after I said, yes, we got one. Yeah. The blessings come. The favor comes. And I look around today, and I've looked at each service, and I see your faces, and I am so grateful for the adventure that God has each one of us on. Each one of us so that we can be along for the ride. Along mm. for the ride. That's, that's what it's been for us on this building project up at 4744 Summit Bridge Road, hasn't it? Along <laughs> for the ride. And what a ride it's been. <laughs> and the ride continues. Let me give you some up-to-date info that, that might be interesting. Listen up. <laughs> this week we learned something very valuable. You know, they keep like 100-year records for like floodplains and water tables and stuff like that. Like you hear on the news where, you know, there was a flood someplace and they went back, looked back 100 years and stuff. In this area, in November, it was the wet, you know, there's how much rain we got in November, right? It was the most, it was the wettest November we've had in 100 years. They say in history because they go back 100. In 100 years, it's been... Duh, you think it's been a little wet, huh? Yeah, go back 100. It's the wettest it's been. What's that done to our property? Well, the water table is, is up higher than it's ever been. It, we dug down there the other day. It was 44 inches below the surface. You go down 44 inches, there was some water seeping in. We've been wanting to get our septic system so we could get up there and get moved in, right? And this rain has caused us a delay. Thank you, Lord. If we had gotten our septic like we planned and then the rains came, that would have meant a horrible situation, possibly having to redo the whole septic system to a tune, according to one of our builder guys, of maybe $150,000 additional. Well, that would have been cute, wouldn't it? Isn't it good that the Lord is, is out in front of us? <laughs> And doesn't always say okay to our requests. Oh my gosh, what a disaster that would have been. Anyway, the bottom line is 
to keep it real simple, we basically have to raise the whole system up, the drain field, the tanks and everything. We've got to raise them up, which means we've got to put a couple pumps in to pump the stuff because it's gravity fed. Well, gravity doesn't work that way, does it? <laughs> so just like here, we have a pump here that pumps stuff out to the, where it needs to go. And, but we've got to get okay for that. So we have two choices. The engineer has submitted a letter to DENREC, the Department of Natural Resources and Environmental Control. Letter saying a plan of how we can pretty simply make adjustments here. And they have a choice. They can either say, fine, do it. We'll, we'll rubber stamp it after you get it in. You know, everything's cool. That adds about, that makes our, our, our ideal deadline like the third week of January. The other thing is they say, now we want a complete new set of plans submitted. That pushes it back about a month, which means maybe the third week of February. Again, all things else going smooth. <laughs> all things else going smooth. So that's a good plan. Now, here's, here's a flip on that, though. You know, we were originally going to be out of here the end of, what was it, November, Gary? Right. November, we remember. And then it got a little bit close. We were still saying Christmas, 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 getting... Have you noticed a sign on the corner there that said this place is for rent? Yeah, well, see, we said the end of November, and our landlord took us seriously. And so they've been showing people this, uh, this place, and guess what? There's a church that's down the street, and they've outgrown their facility. Praise the Lord. Guess where their new facility is? Yeah, you're in it. <laughs> for now. <laughs> their lease starts January the 18th. Let me, let, me, let me put that in English for us. That means January 13th is our last Sunday worshiping in this space. January 13th, we've got five more Sundays to praise the Lord where we are. But then we're huh, homeless. <laughs> because that other place doesn't look like it's going to be quite done yet, the way things are going. We're going to keep renting part of this, part of the boat. We're going to have our office. We're going to have... The, um, the rooms up the, up the ramp there, not this one right here, but the rest of them, because we want to do the food ministry. We want to continue to have 12-step uh, groups able to meet here. We certainly don't want to shut that down. We want to be able to do business here until we actually move, so we're going to rent that. But we need a space. God is so good. We're in negotiation with the Everett Theater to worship there starting on the 20th of... Isn't that awesome? So in other words, you park, and instead of walking south, you walk north a block, you know? One block away. Isn't that awesome? I can't wait. What a great opportunity. And so we'll be there from the 20th until we get to move up the road. On the 14th, the day after our last worship, we're going to start stacking these chairs. Actually, why don't we just say you can take your chair over yeah. afterward? <laughs> right. On the 14th, be here at this service. Yeah. Well, you'll help us just take them to the garage. Yeah. That would be great. That would be great. And, you know, we'll start packing up, and it's not going to be this, you know, I've got eight hours to pack. We'll have a little bit of time to be packing up our books and our, all of our stuff in here, put it in the garage, and then when the time comes, ah, we're ready to roll, huh? Isn't that just glorious how God is so out far in front of us, and, and I'm just so thankful that God doesn't listen to our plans. <laughs> God is faithful. God is faithful. I would have never considered a miracle being that the septic couldn't go in. But we have experienced another miracle connection, church, in the form that, no, we're not getting that septic in. 
I, we are so grateful. Please continue to keep this project wrapped in prayer. Please keep the leadership team, the building team, keep us in prayer. There's a lot going on. There's kind of a lot of pressure, a lot of unknown. But we know that we know that we know that God has such huge plans for us. And we're excited. And we'll continue to keep you posted on Sunday morning or through email about every step. What you're hearing started on Wednesday and we got some final information yesterday. So you're, you're up to date, we're not holding out. You know what we know. You know what we know. Now here's the other thing though. Remember Alan said we thought that we were gonna be out in November. So when they set the financials last year, the rent ended here in November. Well, guess what? We had to pay rent in December. We're going to have to pay rent over there in January. And we're also paying the builder and additional, like we had this loan that escalates and all that. I mean, that things are getting crunchy. And so we're going to ask you guys to please give sacrificially, try to dig deep. I know that many of you do all the time. But it costs money. All this is additional money, even the septic, but not as much as it could have been, praise God. And just remember, December 31st, if you get it in by then, it'll go on this year's taxes. Amen. Amen. All right, so back to kind of the story that's very cool. When God led us to start Connection Church, we knew that it was going to be December 4, 24th, back when we started, like in July, August. But we didn't know where. In fact, it was Thanksgiving week that we found this place. So we said, December 24th, coming soon, we have no idea where. Well, now this year, I think it's incredible to think we know where, but we don't know when. Yeah. The thing to remember, and let's say this together, God is in charge. We are just along for the ride. So we know where, we don't know, and we, we, we still got to step up on Mary, because <laughs> I don't know if she knew exactly when, and I don't think she had any inkling of where. <laughs> yeah. And so she, 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 she finds this news out, and she goes and visits her cousin, Elizabeth. And as Mary greets her, Elizabeth's baby leaps in her room. Remember, Elizabeth is like six months pregnant here. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Why has this happened to me, Elizabeth said, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. Wow. And then Mary breaks out in song. We know this is Mary's song or the Magnificat. In fact, the song that we sang when we first came in, and there was a lot of joy in this room as we sang it, my soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on this lowliness, on the lowliness of his servant. Some of the lyrics from my soul magnifies the Lord are based right on the scripture. Mm. So Mary, an obedient and faithful servant of the Lord, not only obedient, but praising the Lord, breaking out in song, 
how magnificent God is. It's a great story, don't you think? I love this story. Of course, I love all the Christmas stories, and I've probably read or heard this story a hundred times, and I still, it still brings meaning to me. But the question is, what, what's it got to do with us here today as we prepare hearts and minds for the coming of Christ here at Connection Church 2018? Well, we believe it's just this. Well, while we may not be visited by an angel, although, again, who knows? <laughs> but while we may not be visited by an angel, God has a purpose and a plan for each and every one of us in our lives, each and every one of us. No one is here by accident. Not of one of you is a mistake. Don't ever forget that. God designed each and every person and God has a plan and a, and a purpose for each and every purpose, everyone on the planet. And he gives us what we need, uh, spiritual, emotional, relational tools to carry out that, that, that plan, that purpose that he has for us, that call on our lives. Now, not all the calls are quite the magnitude of Mary's, but that being said, everyone is important is absolutely crucial in God's kingdom. And the question then is this, when God calls you, are you willing to go along for the ride? Are you, are you called to be more loving with a hard-to-love family member, co-worker, friend? Are you called to, to use what God has given you to to serve in a way that you never dreamed, maybe here in the church or possibly even outside someplace in the world? Are, are you called to make adjustments to your schedule, your calendar, your day, so that you don't miss those important moments that God has in store for you? Are you called to walk away from certain behaviors or, gosh, maybe even some people because those behaviors or those people are separating you from the new life Jesus offers. Unlike Mary, many of us do have a choice, don't we? We have a choice. We can choose to follow the call, or we can choose to turn away when God calls. The question for each of us is, which will it be? Like Mary, more than just going along for the ride, are we willing to say yes and to celebrate the call, God, the call God has on our lives? Celebrate. Break out in song. Thank you, Lord, for this call, for this direction that God places on you. Are, are you willing to give God praise to magnify the Lord as Mary did? What are you going to do when the Lord calls. Mary's story in Luke chapter 1 is the good news of the gospel. Let's believe it and let's live it. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, you used a young girl in an incredible way. But you use each one of us. You call each one of us. You care for each one of us. No one 
is a mistake. No one is junk. And you've created in us this God-shaped hole that can only be filled by a relationship with you. So help us, oh God, not, not turn away, but turn toward. Order our steps, Lord. Help us lean in deeper and deeper as we explore and live out your call and claim on our lives. God, we thank you so much for the opportunity to worship, to be together, and to glorify your name. We pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. When we follow God's call, we don't get the whole picture. We get just enough to take another step. It's like, well, God, I'll do it if you show me the end. No, that's not how God works. God just wants our heart. God wants our obedience to take one more step, and then we get a look, and then one more step, and then we get another look. That's what it's like. That's what it means to live a life in Christ. And we don't have to fear. You know, the most common scripture in the Bible is fear not or do not be afraid. And that's a message for us as we just take that one more step. Come on, one more. Fear not. Another one. Do not be afraid. I actually kind of feel afraid if I don't go the way God wants me to. And so it's safe to trust God. And it's really the only way. And that is a challenge for each one of us. But today, as we ponder Mary, as we reflect on her life, what Mary did was just take one more step and submit herself to God, not knowing the end, not knowing.
Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website 
at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.